calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to the stage, Scam Wow! Oh, hello! We were right there, and now we're right, right here! Welcome to Scam Wow! Oh, you guys, this oh is Caitlin Brondes! This is Sue Smith! Ah, and we oh, love scams! We love scams, guys. Oh. We love scams. We're so happy to be here. We love you all for we coming love- out on a Sunday night. Yeah, we love talking about scams in front of people. <laughs> being in the room together. Oh, this is so exciting. Thank you guys for coming. Come sit coming. down and have a seat. You could yes. all sit in the front row if you wanted to. I mean, you don't have basically to. Basically, you're no all my pressure. family members. We so love I you. love this. One I of our family members. Loving it. Um, thank you. My husband is here. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Austin. There he is. Give him a round of applause. Round of applause for husbands. Wonderful guest May Wilkerson is here. Good Give her a round Wilkerson. of applause. Thank you. My good friend Adam Dornbush. Oh, yes, there he is. Brian and Curtis you. are here. My sister yes. Mackenzie. Allison Marino. Uh, thank you so <laughs> yes. much. Thank you very much. Well, that's everybody. Now that you're all friends. <laughs> good, 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 good. Everyone it's is like here. a dinner party. And Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, guys, here's the thing. Sue and I created this podcast because we wanted to be guests on more podcasts. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who knew it would take that much work? (laughs) Who knew you'd have to make a whole podcast for a year to then, you know, get what you want? Well, you're going to be a guest on another podcast Yeah, that is true. (laughs) It works. It all works for that. Um, We also also did it to get free stuff. We want free stuff. We want free stuff. Allison? (laughs) <laughs> Guys, Allison will hook us up. All I want is an enormous Casper mattress. I yeah. want two mattresses. Yeah. I want all of it. She's I, the princess in the pea. <laughs> I want my whole bedroom to just be like multiple mattresses oh, that I got for free. And I'm amazing. like, look, it's like a bouncy house. So basically, we created this podcast as a scam. To get things. Yes, to yes. To get things. We are. Affirmation. Mm, free shit. We are scammers. Seltzers. <laughs> oh, my God. I love we it. are scammers. Oh, I've been a scammer deep down inside since I was a child. We know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Half the time when we're working together, I'm like, is she scamming me right I am. now? <laughs> no. She's scamming me. I know it. 
than you are. You know, you never know. It's okay. We're it's still okay. Learning. I'm honest about and it. And I, I love and accept that part of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. You. you guys might have noticed from the playlist we're playing some lovely NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. We have yeah. a very special show tonight. Guys, today's show is a nostalgic show to ruin all of our childhood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to remind us that the things we loved and coveted at one point were scams. Are awful. Yes, yes. Are horrible. Yes, really bad. Have you guys heard of Lou Pearlman? Do we know who he is? The manager of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and O-Town and Innocence and, hold on. Jordan Knight, New Kids on the Block. Wait, we have a Aaron Carter. Now, these are the ones no one knows about. C-Note, Smiles, <laughs> don't know, bitch. S Smiles and South Star, Listen. the band Natural. Listen, he a hair threw product. a lot of stuff at the wall to see what was going to stick. He did. You know? you know what? LFO. Smiles and South Star did not. <laughs> Innocence did not. Wait, Smiles and South Star is the same band. They're, that's one band. <laughs> it's Smiles with a Z and South Star. That's the band name. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're going to talk we're all about talk all about Herman. it. We had to get that out of the um, way. But before we do, we have a very special guest. We have an amazing oh. guest. She and I both came out of the same womb. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, again, another family member. <laughs> Please welcome, welcome Mackenzie Brunet! Have a seat, Mackenzie. Closer to me because I like to be around this. Um, we are experimenting with balloons. I like to be next. We're doing to some balloon work. Hope you love. I'm gonna send a thirst trap to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Stop>. god. <laughs> so Mackenzie, yes. you are a big fan of boy bands. I am a big boy band fan. When yes. did your love of boy bands start? My love. Uh, my uh, around 1994. You can be comfortable here. You can be honest. It's all family members. <laughs> Don't literally all family members. I'd say here. early yes. 90s. Okay. Early 90s. Yeah. The moment she was born, if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah. It was like in the womb, in yes. your mother's womb. In my mother's womb, yeah. it was just playing that music. same pound. Now soundtrack. my mom is an aerobics teacher and <laughs> right. did have a lot of fun, upbeat music with us in the womb. So I do think that. It was, know, a it was yeah. a calling. It was naturally in the DNA. And what bands are we talking? Um, I mean, I'm a OG Backstreet Boys uh -huh. fan. <laughs> that was <laughs> my through. first concert, my first CD. When was the date of your first concert? July 15th, 1995. Never wow. 1995. Nissan, Nissan Pavilion. How old were you? Not to, no, I mean, sorry to ask you that. Oh, no, no one knows. 10, 12, yeah. something like that. I don't okay. do math. You were old enough. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I was old enough to know that it was a good thing that I was watching. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Guys, and also, like, in beautiful. our house, do you remember, like, Tiger Beat and Teen Beat, all those oh, magazines yes. that lasted only our childhoods and no one else's? Um, they were plastered all over our walls. That yeah. was our wallpaper of choice, was men with shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I thought it was a sign back in the day. I had a Jonathan Taylor Thomas poster, and as I was trans transitioning from a JTT fan to a BSB fan, because right. I only am fans of letters, Right. I switched it over, and it was a Backstreet Boy picture that was on the back of it, and I was like, oh my god. They anticipated your needs. It's a calling. They anticipated your needs. You guys, we have to clarify, day. the number one 
boy was Brian Luttrell of the Backstreet Boys. Naturally, because oh. he was like the one true singer. Which one was he? Like, he was the artist. He's, he was the artist. Yeah. He, he was kind of southern, maybe. We don't know where Super he's from. Super southern. Oh, you know where he's from. Yeah. Uh, he's from Kentucky. Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky. Mackenzie, his, which member of the band is his family? His birthday is February 20th. <laughs> These are things that I know that Which I... member of the band is Brian's uh, relative? Kevin. Okay. <laughs> what is he to him? He's his cousin. Yeah. First cousin. Um, what did Brian go through that was really transformative that made you really worried about him as a child? Oh, he had a heart issue. He had a heart Aww. issue. I remember being, <laughs> reading about it in Teen Beat uh, on our summer vacation, being like, it really changed shook. the summer. Yeah. Like, I was so worried. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> what I found out later is like, I should have been worried. Yeah, like, they were being taken advantage of. But, um, but you know what? Oh, if you didn't, it was a tough time. Yeah, if you didn't know about that heart murmur issue, you wouldn't have, like, it really helped you learn more about the medical industry. Right. Like, <laughs> like, it really helped you. Right. Like, yeah. I was you like, these are things to be aware of. Yes. I knew what to ask my doctor. Like, When did Brian meet his wife? On the set of the "As Long as You Love Me" music video, which I would like to, I would like to preface this by saying, like, I, I don't know where these facts have come from. They, they just, just lived right in me. I didn't even know. I still remember them. Oh yeah. But wow. What is um? <laughs> very informative. Um. So I would say, um, we started. We were listening tonight just to catch up. In case anybody wants to know, AJ was, was he classically trained Broadway child? I think so. Yeah, I want to say yes. Yeah, I know was. less about AJ, but yes. Okay. Wait, and what is um, Brian Luttrell up to now? Like, do you still keep in oh, touch with him? Well, he's gone, through, he's gone through a tough time. Uh -huh. I don't oh. necessarily <laughs> know or support his political views, but. Oh, no. A tough time, a Trump time. Oh, yeah. no. Which, honestly, was really tough. No. For me personally. Um, that is tougher than the heart murmur. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. for sure. Like, how do you, the person you look up to the most, like, yeah. then betrays you like that? Right. The like, sexiest having one, no like, morals. Not only that, he's, like, going through, like, some other medical issue where, like, his vocal cords are shot, so he oh. doesn't sing as angelically he's as he used to. He's got nothing in him. Oh, yeah. my God. It's, it's a dark time Does to be a fan. Does he have any kids? To, yeah, one who's like trying to be something. Like, yeah. What was the movie he started with his wife? <laughs> olive juice. <Yeah. laughs> Wait, Wait, did she pepper juice? you with these questions? How do you know to ask these I questions? Know. He also knows way more I know about the Backstreet Boys oh than she's willing to admit. <laughs> to love my sister was to love Brian Luttrell. <laughs> right. Because, you know, like as young kids, kids that are obsessed with like Pokemon or trains, like they tell you facts over and over again. So trains. I know all about Brian's <laughs> what life. Kind of, what kind That's of fucking true. nerds are obsessed with trains? <laughs> yeah, no, no offense to trains. That's true. <laughs> At least like our addiction had like a fun beat. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, yeah. There was a rhythm was, like, to it. Fun to listen to in the car. Now, McKenz, um, when was the time that you realized Hollywood was a scam? <sighs> wow. Okay. That was... Whoa. That was right. As we sit in Hollywood. We do. That was right. And she works in Hollywood. As she works in Hollywood. That was right before my the obsession turn. with the Backstreet Boys. Okay. It was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <gasps> I was a member officially of his fan club. Official. I paid for it. I got a folder. Yep. Um, I got a pencil, a photo, um, and what I thought was a autographed postcard from him. Yeah. Oh. 
And then my mm-hmm. <laughs> lovely, uh, you know, aunt. Uh, Our was aunt like, who has lived in California herself and never stopped telling us of how her life was and how much she knew about yeah. California. A bitter aunt. The, a bit, yeah, yeah, she's bitter. She was mad at Hollywood, yeah. and she made sure that as a seven-year-old, I understood <laughs> what... The dramas uh, of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That okay. I, my eyes were open. And so she took her thumb and licked, or like... Licked her thumb. Let wet the postcard to be like, Mackenzie, this isn't real ink. And like, to say like it was been printed in a million people. It wasn't a signature from her lucky. Because I thought that Jonathan Taylor Thomas had written me a letter. At least to Mackenzie. Um, Oh, that was a dark day. Mm -hmm. I was shattered. Hollywood was shattered. I was like, what is the point of this anymore? And then she turned to the music industry, as we all do. And so then I went to the Backstreet Boys. But I never paid for my fanship anymore like really? that what I learned I was okay. like I'm not buying it cheap this. ever since <laughs> oh uh-huh. sisters we can cut it she's very good with money guys and I'm not sisters all right let's okay you want to get into our scammer okay our scammer is a little man by the name of Lou Perlman and he is the manager of all those bands we just named um, he's actually not a little man. He was a very big man. Enormous. One would call him fat. You he's know. dead. It's um, okay. Man. We can say mm-hmm. these things. He was born in Flushing in Queens, and he was the only child. And his dad was a dry cleaner, and his mom was a lunch lady. And he lived across the street from the Flushing Airport. Yes. And he only had one other friend because he was odd. As it, so we watched the Lou Perlman documentary that's on YouTube, but it's on YouTube Red, so you have to pay for it. So. I paid for it, now I'm going to take it out. <laughs> no, she got the free trial, right? I got right? a free trial, bitches, so you know I'm scamming that shit. But yeah. I, I watched it three times for you all, so she you don't have to. She pays for it, so you don't have to. So, um, and his only friend was Alan Gross, because all of the other people interviewed that knew him said he was kind of a weird kid. <laughs> yeah, no one liked Lou because he told a lot of fibs, and he wanted to be rich one day, so then everyone would have to like him. That was his goal. Super pathetic. So dark. So sad. So dark. But Alan Gross was his friend who was also like kind of weird and sad, but the kind of weird and sad that's like your uncle and you appreciate, not like, you The kind of weird and sad you feel like you have to be nice to. Yeah. But he's loyal. He's He's loyal. So Alan was very much into, he calls them airships, but they're blimps. (laughs) <laughs> he's into blimps. in the air. I don't know if there's a difference, but he calls them airships, maybe to like keep them more refined and dignified. I think he definitely respects them to a degree no one else I know does. No, <laughs> for blimps. So he and Lou, Lu- my son's name is Lou, guys, and this is like very trick, right? He and <laughs> Pearlman loved blimps and would just sit and watch blimps come in and out of the airport and would help them, like, they would catch the rope when the blimp would come in and help secure it. Right, they were blimp boys. Yeah. <laughs> You'd call them that. Little blimp boys. Little tiny blimp boys. Um, right, so they, that's what they did. They had an obsession, um, went to... They went to, he, uh, Lou went to college in Germany to learn how to make airships and planes. Um, And then he persuaded this, uh, he studied business, right, in Germany, right? And he persuaded this guy, Theodore Wühlenkemper, to train him him on the blimps. Yeah, he spent like a a year in Flushing College or something like very small. But he didn't get great training. No. Um... 
Yeah, and then so he comes back to the U.S. after college, and he's like, I'm starting a blimp company. Yeah. A blimp he biz. Like, blimps are the way. And guys, this guy created InSync. <laughs> so just keep that in the back of your mind. This weird-ass blimp fanatic is where we are right now. He okay. started in blimps. Everyone gets their start Everybody in blimps. somewhere. Well, and people weren't advertising on blimps at the time. No, like so that he was the first he got McDonald's and Goodyear, You're I think. McKenzie he was saw the documentary too on my account. <laughs> <laughs> He's the first person to you. get people to advertise on blimps, right? Yeah. To make that a thing, which good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And the infamous one, the Jordash one. Yeah, it was a Jordash blimp. He got that was his first advertiser, and he had this shitty blimp that he knew was shitty. He paid what ten grand for mm -hmm. it, um, and he got Jordash, and then he. Covered it in gold. He wrapped it in gold and insured it for $3 million. I so shit you not. And he knew it was a piece of shit. And so it was supposed to fly from like, I don't know, someplace through to New someplace Jersey. Else. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to go to New York eventually, passing New Jersey, but I don't know where it started. Yeah. And he knew it was a piece of shit. And it went down. And it crashed. But and he so knew it was going to, yes. but he insured it for $3 million. So he got $3 million. He got $3 million. Like that. From and his gold blimp. He w Yeah. And, and you know what? Who was really hurt? His sad friend, Alan, the uncle. Alan was really <laughs> upset. He was really looking really forward because to it. Because he wanted to make a go of it in the blimps. Yeah. You know, and his reputation. So when he made that $3 million, then he like hijacked it to Orlando, the city of dreams, you could right. say. <laughs> Hey, that's what Mickey's doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, can't be bad. All right, so over in Orlando, he got McDonald's, MetLife, and SeaWorld to all do the blimps, too. And then he started an airline. He was like, I'm moving on to planes. Yeah, why not? Um, he called it Transcontinental Airlines, and it... But the only thing was it didn't have any planes. It didn't have a plane. That's the issue, no. guys. What he did, so old uncle friend Alan, he, uh, Alan really loved making model airplanes. Mm -hmm. So he had Alan make a model airplane with the name Transcontinental on it. And then Perlman took a picture at Flushing Airport. He went to the airport and took a picture with his finger in it, but then cropped out his finger. So it looks like his planes were taking off at a real airport. Yes. It and looks like no one knew it was fake for the entire time until the trial and all that it, shit. It looks like they're in a sky at the airport on a runway, and he's just holding a model of this thing to make people think he had real airplanes, and he didn't. It worked. <laughs> what a good scam. It really worked. But you know who was really hurt? Uncle Alan. Alan. <laughs> He was really hurt. He said, and he says in the interview, like, I didn't want, you know, my work to go to that. Like, Aww. he really thinks of his, you know. <laughs> Did you realize that Alan is your husband's I know, name? I know, I know, I do know, I know all of it. Alan and Lou, this hits I'm close to home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having yeah, a tough yeah. time. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Cool. Okay. Keep me posted. So then he, well, so what Perlman did is that he would charter, he would like borrow someone else's plane, like an Uber plane, and then charter rich people with that plane. And he liked the rich high life. He thought that was where he made his money. But he would be like, hey, this is my airline. Yeah, but he's he was a really liar. just chartering, chartering planes. And one day he t chartered the new kids on the block. <sighs> wow. <That's> <laughs> that was my favorite. First favorite boy band. They were the most attractive people I ever saw at once. Yes. You know, like they like had a coordination uh, and they were singing and dancing and they had like masculine faces. Mm -hmm. Jordan like, Jordan Knight was my favorite, but 
he became. Who's the really boxy one? Joey. I don't know. I, I liked him all. <laughs> I liked him all. I was too young to know names. Yeah. So when he had the new kids, he was like, "These people love them. There's money in in the boys." Mm-hmm. The new in kids the boy on the blocks really like made a shift for him because he's like, "Look at these tiny little singing boys. Like this is where the money is, <laughs> basically." <laughs> and the bodies are. And we'll get to that next. Yes. <laughs> um, so then he started putting together boy bands, and he made them go rehearse. Like he was nonstop with these boys, made them rehearse for six to eight hours a day in these airline hangars. From his non-existent airplanes. They didn't have planes. any planes. Or AC. He bought, the hangar. He bought the hangar, but not the planes. Not the planes. Basically, it was just like an oven for these boys to work in. Yes. <laughs> and they say in the documentary, like, Orlando is like this amazing breeding ground for talent, and we're like, er, but everyone's there from Disney. Everybody's like kind of sad. You're in Florida already. We all want to be Cinderella. You yeah, know? we all want to be better. So, um, yeah, he would make these kids just like rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And the mm-hmm. goal was so that they could sing and dance and perform without losing their breath, which that must be so much cardio activity. Mm. And none of them got heat stroke. That's an important detail. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's too much activity. Their children, yeah. Um, and so did he create NSYNC first or back? He created Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys? She knows. The bitch knows. He created Backstreet Boys first, and then, and that was because he had a couple of friends that tipped him off who were in the Orlando area. Right. And they, like, would pull their friends on. And then I believe he did, like, one or two advertisements. Yeah. And he got the team together. Got the team together. So, and they would do every single show, and then once... They turned down a show, and then NSYNC did it. Did it. So basically, he was hiding NSYNC in the airline hangar, dancing by themselves. Right. And he was promoting Backstreet Boys, and on his tax returns, he wouldn't even write NSYNC. He'd write B5. Yeah. And that was where the money was going, was B5. And so NSYNC is like, what about us? What about us? We're younger. We're cute. And um, Backstreet Boys was overworked. Yeah. And when they said they didn't want to do just another Disney live show. Disney Channel concert. She gets it. Um, official official name. <laughs> yeah, you. they pull in in sync, and in sync finally she's like happy to get like fresh air because they've been in an airline. Right, hangar. exactly. And not breathing. Not breathing. Yeah. And they finally perform, and this is the time. Do anybody remembers Disney? They used to show the same concerts over and over again. It was like the same thing with Shia LaBeouf, like a million movies, and so these children became obsessed with in sync. Yeah. And, well, when Perlman created NSYNC, he said, where there's Coke, there's Pepsi. Someone will come along and build a Backstreet Boy knockoff. Why shouldn't it be us? <laughs> yeah. I agree. Wow. <laughs> That's terrible. It's That's good business, it's though. It's good business. Yeah. It's the biggest conflict of interest and the biggest bankroll. Yeah. Well, he would pit them against each other. Like, he would tell one band one thing and another band. Like, he Ugh. created that And McKenzie, rivalry. didn't you feel turmoil as a child? Like Oh, it was... You had to, like, one There or the was other. one or the other. Yeah. Right. Like, and then the people that were friends with... Or friends with... The people that were fans <laughs> of both... First of all, both, they were lying because they're children, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people that were fans of both, you're like, flip-flopper. Like, come on. Yeah. Have loyalty. <laughs> have something. Yeah. Dignity. Stand for something. That being said, I have been to an instant concert. Yeah, so. that was my first concert. <laughs> Wow. Mine okay. was fish. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't believe I just admitted that. <laughs> so at the time this is happening, people, you know, music was a thing, and people were buying five CDs a week on average. Like, this was 
a statistic yeah, that was happening. CDs, yeah. Yeah, CDs. Um, and so they created the need for TRL at the time, too. Well, they came out with these You're huge music. <laughs> yeah, they created these huge music, music videos. And MTV's like, all right, let's make Total Request Live. And so these crazy boy band and boy band fans were what started this whole generation of MTV. Yeah. Which is started by Perlman. <laughs> so at this time, NSYNC was getting a per diem of $35 a day. That's all they were getting from a their week. record sale. Thirty-five dollars a, a week. week. Yes. Oh God, that's no money. And so Perlman was paying for cars, was paying for dinners, was paying for their house. So they were thinking like, oh, my life's free. This is pretty fancy. And these again are children from Orlando. Okay, so the bar is no shade Orlando. Low. No, no shame in Orlando, <laughs> yeah. but you know they're just happy to have anything. <laughs> you know, it's true. These are but children. <laughs> They were children, and they were in an airline hangar. $35 is amazing. They're being held captive. I, okay, if I got an allowance of $35 when I was a kid, that would be amazing. Huge. Yeah, I used to get $10 a week. So. Five. Yeah. Five? Five. Wow. From my grandpa. <laughs> my parents didn't even want to shell it out. They're like, this girl can't be trusted with money. You can do it. They knew. <laughs> okay, so they were getting $35 a week. They hadn't seen a penny of this money, and then... Uh, Perlman takes them to a fancy dinner at Lowry's. Lowry's. The I don't know how to salt, say it. The sea salt. The, 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 it's the steakhouse. It's on what? Chattanooga? It's La Cienica. Yeah, it's over here. here. It's a steakhouse. Yeah, not Coenga. No. <laughs> don't know, don't care. Okay. <laughs> so they go there, and it's this huge presentation, and all of the parents come, and they're like, oh my God, we've sold millions and millions of CDs. Like, it's time to get our millions. Because this is years in. This is yeah. like two or three years yes. in, right? And this is like a presentation of their first big check. Yes. Yeah. And they believe that Lou Perlman was having like a, a separate bank account, like an escrow, that he would put all of their money away and this and that. Yeah, and um, it was, they opened their checks, and their checks were for $10,000. And that was working like three years at minimum wage, you'd make more than that. Yeah. And these are kids who are, their whole childhoods are in this. And they were like, you know, it's great, but it was just sort of shocking. Yeah. Because, and that's when sort of things started to crumble. Yeah, so J.C. Chose, mm -hmm. his uncle was a lawyer who reviewed the contract, and he was like, this is... The shittiest contract in I've music history. Ever like seen. he said, this is incredible. Why didn't J.C. Chazay um, ask his uncle before? I know. Well, I think they did a little bit. They were kids from Orlando. You do what you can. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Orlando's gonna hate on us. That's okay. I feel like. That's okay. Okay, so. Perlman made himself the sixth member of these bands. So, like, so in the contract, yeah. yeah, each was five members, and he made himself the sixth member so that he could get control over things and get royalties. Right. And his point was that if I'm the sixth member, I can handle everything for you. Like, I'll handle the business stuff. Yeah. Which makes no sense. And have ownership over it as well. Um, it's illegal. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. Wait, what? It's illegal. You can't be a manager and be a member. Right, no. Well, and they went to court over that um, to, f to fight on this particular issue, and the judge was like, my daughter has posters of Backstreet Boys. And NSYNC, yeah. And NSYNC, and you're not on them. <laughs> <laughs> and you, sir, are telling me you're NSYNC. You look nothing like these You're not NSYNC. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what a badass judge. It's I really know. good. Um, so, and the reason that they discovered all of this is because Lumen 
Well, per Perlman Perl would never <laughs> let the boys together, and they were doing some charity basketball game, and this is the most adorable story. They were on their way to McDonald's, mm. so Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chazay, Brian Luttrell, and Nick Carter were all in the same car, and they start being like, what's up with Perlman? And that's when they finally talked to each other and realized all of this was happening. They were getting fucked. McDonald's unites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have just gone to McDonald's. You yeah. know what I mean? Perlman was taking them to these expensive dinners. They said in the documentary, Peter Lugers, you could never get a table, but when you're with Lou, you can get a table at Peter Lugers, which is like not that cool of a place. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, their fans created a prayer, prayer circle for them. Yes, during the, so they took him to court, and their fans out in front of the court did a full-blown prayer circle. Which is a lot. And I was like, these are amazing fans. We need a prayer circle. Did you pray? Did you pray? I'm sure I did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure. Let's Thank not you. Lie. So, in the contracts, do you want to go over that? No, 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 go. So in the contracts, there was one tiny loophole. So um, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC both had separate uh, cases. Mm -hmm. Their contracts were slightly different. And the, the loophole that NSYNC found out was that if they weren't signed to an American label in a certain amount of time, then they could uh, renege on their contract. Mm -hmm. And Perlman had them signed to a German label this whole time. So they couldn't get out of their contract. So that was when they could start the suit against Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Perlman no, sued, them. sued them. He sued yeah. them. for yeah. trying to get out of the contract. Backstreet Boys sued Perlman. Perlman sued them. Sued them. Sued them right back. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another great quote from Lou Perlman is, "Don't ever forget show business. Always oh. remember, while you're doing your show, your business could be walking out the door." That was the Temptations. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the Temptations. I quoted that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I took the she notes. She has dyslexia. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Look, we're family. It's what happened. So basically, AJ, <laughs> I don't want you guys to ever have to watch this documentary <laughs> that I like, clearly have seen so many times. AJ said when he was talking to The Temptations, The Temptations said it's show business. Gave so him watch the best advice he's ever gotten. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And Perlman, I'm so sorry. So I thought, no, no, no. It's okay. No, we'll thought, cut it out. It's fine. No, no, no. It's okay. okay. <laughs> You're seeing a behind the scenes look guys, at our recording process. <laughs> We, we do, do a lot, lot of cutting. cutting. Anything that sounds slightly stupid, it's out. And we keep a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, we forgot to tell you, this is like the four Bs of the, the back. the four Bs. We've got... Blimps, boys. Blimps. blimps boys, boys. Butts. butts and bangs. bangs. Yeah. Of Lou Perlman. So we've got a lot to cover. Okay. We're moving on to butts. And we're moving on to butts. Okay. Now, the thing is... and. And a lot of these documentaries, they didn't really want to go into it, but Howard Stern has an amazing interview for one of the guys from LFO. What do we think? Is he making a comeback? Is he redemption? Someone was trying to argue that with me recently. The LFO guy? I think he's dead. No, Howard Stern. <laughs> oh, I don't know about Howard Stern. Uh, we I don't care. Okay. I can't get into him. He scares me. But um, okay. Uh, so this guy has a great um, Rich Cronin who has died from cancer, but he was in a few... <laughs> Rich Perlman died from cancer. <laughs> you know, Rich. Um, he did his great interview about how Lou Perlman tried to touch his penis. <laughs> Not a great interview. I'm sorry. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable by this. But basically, in all of the documentaries and in everything, they kind of like glaze over and they're like, people said to watch out for him. It's so gross. It's so gross. So he would go in like when the boys were performing, be like, all right, everybody, take off your shirts. We need to make sure you're good for, you know, you're good for the magazines. Mm -hmm. Soup's creep. And then I, there's a really gross story. Should I tell it? Yeah. Which one? 
The one about Germany and touching the dick and the psychiatry? I don't remember the details, but I, so he, we remember he majored in business in Germany. Yeah. But he told everybody he majored in physical therapy. And then he could really give your muscles a pump if you yes. came up to his hotel room and he could like work you out. Yeah. Then he said, oh, this is so creepy. Should you I say it? I don't remember. Oh, okay, creepy. we'll cut this out. Okay, you tell me. Okay, you tell me. Are you grossed out? Tell me to stop. Just scream, stop speaking, Caitlin. Because we're family. Um, okay. So he, Literally. he um, would, be, he'd have these guys over and he'd say like, guys, um, you know, because their record label was in Germany, he was like, we have this um, German guy and he's really tough, but I'm on your side, don't worry. And he's only gonna want one thing, but he's gonna make you a super famous person. He's gonna make your life change. He just is gonna want to hold on to your penis. <laughs> and that's what he said to these poor just boys. Just one thing. Just one thing. And he would say, this is so creepy. I was a psychology major in college, and you can practice on me, and I'm going to talk you through it. A psychology? That's oh, what he said, too. Wow. He said he did physio. He said he did psychology. He, like, minored in psychology. Yeah, he, he was a fucking idiot. And so then he told these guys that, like, and one of the guys um, who's beautiful still, um, Ashley from O-Town, <laughs> said that, like, he wanted to give his muscles a pump, and he, like, got out of the room in time. Yeah. But um, the LFO guy said that, like, he brought him over, and the LFO guy's like, I'm not letting you touch my penis. And he's like, look, oh, it's so hard to go through this, but just... It'll, it'll change your life. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And then the most shocking part of the LFO information was that one of the band members of LFO was actually just uh, Perlman's limo driver. So that was, <laughs> you could away. tell which one. <laughs> you could tell which one. Which yeah. one was lim a limo driver? I mean, he just pulled guys together. He stayed, he had them stay at his yeah. house. And so in this documentary, we didn't hear from Justin Timberlake. We didn't hear from Brian Luttrell or Kevin. And I think you know, maybe we should cut this, but I think he probably did some creepy shit to them, Aww. you know? Wait, I have a story and with a thing, okay? okay? So he also had a tanning bed in his home oh, yeah. with a camera on it. Yes. yes, he did. And he would invite girl groups over to tan. He had girl groups that he created. Yeah, yeah. To get fully naked. Fully naked, but, okay, so he didn't interview those really famous people. He interviewed... Aaron, which one's the fucked up? Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Oh. And Aaron Carter vehemently denies all of these accusations. Screams at the camera and vehemently. goes, my mother was in that tanning bed. My father was in that tanning bed. He would never do that. And we're all like, did he fuck your parents? Like, I know. He, he takes off his love and he's like, I need a break. And his, meanwhile, like there. his eyes are like the size of dinner plates. He's like staring into the camera. It's, it's so, so sad creepy. and creepy. Please don't add us Aaron Carter because... You're scary. But, side note, have you ever watched Aaron Carter's Instagram Lives? No! <laughs> They're hilarious. Okay, we're going to. He'll, like, do a very long Instagram Live of him going to an auto shop and getting rims for his car. <laughs> it's so weird, and I've watched it. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's talking about all this, and what was also these band members, these bands that we named that none of us know, Perlman would like show them videotape of the girls like getting naked as to be like, look guys, you can do whatever you want here. It's like Candyland. Yeah. And so he would have like, and they'd have like Star Wars paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. They would have tanning beds, a Coke machine, <laughs> like anything. <laughs> anything that the kids like. Anything that the kids like. <laughs> Except Wait. his gross dick. Gross. Wait, gross dick? He has a gross, I mean, he's gross. Did he have a gross dick? I'm assuming he's gross. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on <laughs> okay. to Banks. 
Okay, now we're moving on to banks. And this guy is the real fraud that's not super sad. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's incredibly sad. This is less sad. Okay. But it is a little sad still. So he made fraudulent claims to banks by forging tax papers and documents to get banks to give him money. And then he created, so remember his, um, his transcontinental whatever. His uh, fake airline. His fake airline. Yeah. He used that company as well to say that it is an investment fund and he would go and convince people to give them their life savings to put into his transcontinental company to invest with them. So in addition to all this other fucking shit he's done, While he he's also banding. he also has a Ponzi scheme. Yes. And it's one of the largest Ponzi schemes in history. Yeah. He would he had it affected 2,100 people invested. And it was a cup of like three billion dollars. Yeah, it was a scam of three Billions? Something like that. Million. Yeah. No, oh. billion. There were billions. It was half a billion, yeah. So <laughs> You know, whatever. <laughs> God, it was so much money. More, more than we can even explain. Okay. But it didn't get a lot of press coverage because it broke and they got him for it around the same time as Madoff, so they were like, ugh, Madoff's No, bigger. no, no, that's a different scam. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> We play fast and loose with the facts. We cover so many creepy men that it's hard. They all come together. He okay. would use the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC as like bait. He would you tell know? he would tell people you can own part of the Backstreet Boys, right? So he was explaining that yeah. Transcontinental owns the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, LFO, and that if you invested in his company, look at how successful they are. And so it's so sad in this documentary. Please don't watch it. No, um, don't. These people have their whole life savings just taken. Yeah. And they are crying, and it's savings from like their mother and father. Mm -hmm. And then when they tried to get their savings back, it was actually not there. Like they would go to they would go to the office, they would call him, and he would just not respond to. Anyone. So they lost all of their savings. It's so sad. And he would just like leave to the Bahamas or he would just go to Dublin, Frankfurt, Berlin. When he Panama. had to make payroll and make enough money to pay people on like Friday or whatever, he would go to the Bahamas and go gambling and that's how he would make his like payroll, which is crazy. So it was, he. It was $250 million in bank fraud, $250 million in investment fraud. He would fraud, he would make falsified tax returns and FDIC statements and forged all of this to persuade investors to join his company. He just had so much going on in terms of scams. He was so busy. So busy. I know, and then he's like making music. So, um, yeah, music, blimps, everything. Everything. So in 2003, so this is when it kind of starts to go down for him. In 2003, he invests in other businesses like TCBY Yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I used the, the fame. Okay, okay, in Baltimore was a big deal. Yeah. Um, Chippendales, and then this company. Yes, Chippendales. Of course. <laughs> More men with shirts off. Yeah, this company called Options Talent. And options talent is sort of like all those models and co things that used to be in the back of magazines where you'd go and you'd go to the mall and they'd say like, oh, you're gorgeous, you'll be a model. You pay for photos, you pay for lessons and all of that stuff. And then um, nothing ever happens. But he then started calling it transcontinental talent. Why was he keeping that name? I don't know. Change it wasn't a good name. Change your name. No. Change your name, okay? Pearl's Factory. I don't know. Pearl yeah, Factory. Anything. Lady That's tips. good. You I can use care. that. <laughs> so in the documentary, we got some great interviews with Jacqueline Dowd, who's so Dowd. sweet. She was um, the former assistant attorney general in Florida and the bureau chief of economic crimes unit in Orlando. So she was working in the crimes unit and she was getting all of these complaints because people were saying um, suddenly in their bank accounts they'd lose 20 to 60 dollars a month from this company transcontinental and 
it, they would just keep charging. Yeah, them. one like woman said she lost seven hundred dollars, and they were just like, they were. It wasn't just like one or two complaints; it was multiple, multiple, multiple complaints. So they started to invest it, and they realized that this kind of like brought their information to all of the sort of bank fraud and all of those stuff. So it's so funny from this tiny modeling scheme opened up this entire psycho world. But as they're about to break the case and explain that there was, it was also linked to this investment fraud and all of these millions of dollars, the attorney general switches over and the new person in charge is Charlie Crist. And Charlie Crist was given money by Lou Pearlman earlier. So they drop the case. And then this woman, they even go as much as to let her go tour the transcontinental talent location. Offices. And it was, Offices, yeah. It yeah. was all paid actors pretending to be working. And this, um, this investigator said it was so weird because if I go to an office, everybody's looking up like, oh, who's the visitor? What's going on? Like everyone's talking. She said it seemed super shady. And it was. Because no one looked up. No, no one, one looked, looked up. They were all do, 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 Yeah, yeah. All robotic. And then she comes Bad on actors. Monday yeah. and she's fired. Mm -hmm. So she gets fired and she said like it's so heartbreaking. I had the information in my hands and they dropped the case because this guy and now he is a congressman. <laughs> yes. In Florida. He's this still guy's still Charlie going. Christ. He's Char still going. Yes. And might I remind you that this reminds me like it's not linked but it is linked. It reminds me of Jeffrey Epstein in Florida as well because he paid off all the politicians and then they had dropped the case and they let him be in jail but not be in jail like it's yes. so corrupt in yes. florida so basically perlman also <sighs> Sorry, showed pictures of him like shaking hands with this guy charlie to show his investments that it was so shady okay so then now we have interviews from scott skinner who's a former fbi agent who also worked on the perlman case because a lawyer came to him Rogan Hanberg, who, was a, who now is a firmer, former U.S. attorney, um, because then it started to look into a bank fraud case. So even though they ignored that and they couldn't go further with this, the bank started to call in and say something is really shady because he is declaring that he has bankruptcy. All of a sudden, he's saying he has no money and no assets, but they're also seeing on other forms that he is declaring that he is getting income from that modeling company and income from NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and then income from um, loans he has from banks. So all of the bank records are confusing. And they say, you know, if you're at the level that you're defrauding banks, you're an expert. <laughs> I mean, this guy had incredible documents. Like the, you see uh. the FDIC, everything just Perfectly we could only done. be so good. So good, guys. Yes. He's such a talent. Yeah. Um, you should so. I, We really wish we could show you a picture of this guy. Oh, he's <laughs> disgusting. Pull out your phones. And Google image Google this guy. Google he's so oh, gross. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He's disgusting. So he eventually, they found out that he, they had an, um, they got a, what is it called? Uh, a search warrant to search his home. And at that time, he had already fled, they think, to Bali. And yes, and so this is 2006. They're filing the charges. They get a search warrant to search his home. He flees. He goes to Bali. Yeah. That, and they find... of course. Yeah, Ugh. upwards of $100 million. Yeah. Um, and then he's in Bali. And, and then the FBI agents are hot on his trail. They're like, where is he? Where is he? It's like Carmen San Diego. And then they land in Bali, and they're staying in this one hotel. And then it's breakfast. And then they go to breakfast. And who do they see at breakfast? Stuff in his big fat face. Yep. Lou Pearlman. Lou Pearlman. So he just had breakfast at the same place as the FBI agents. <laughs> and they were like, yoink. And he went, he went willingly. Yeah, he was voluntarily. He was fine with it. And he admitted love, to everything. I love that the FBI agents were like, we're going to get this guy. But first, 
breakfast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a great point. It's the most important meal of the day. It, it is. is. So he pled guilty to everything, and he was sentenced to 25 years, which was the longest sentence for a fraud case. He pled guilty to conspiracy, money laundering, making false statements during bankruptcy proceedings. So he was sentenced to all this, and the judge said, for every million dollars you repay, you can have a month off your sentence. So he tried to start a new boy band from jail. Yes. <laughs> yes. He asked for email and phone access, and he was trying to create a Ponzi scheme from jail. From jail. And then I, I think mean. he had a heart attack and died. <laughs> yeah, in, in 2016, and he was He's 62. Dead. And that is Lou Pearlman, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we did this. We did it. Guys, that was a journey. So we're watching this documentary, and we're like, this isn't just like a weird guy who likes to tickle boys. This is a long, horrible... It's interesting that you mentioned that, because have you guys seen that uh, Tickled, that documentary? (laughs) On Elmo? No, no. It's a documentary about a guy who's into tickling boys, and it's this huge thing that gets unraveled, but he's very much like Lou Pearlman. So tickling... Maybe. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> no, it's so crazy. And this guy just had so many levels. And we just couldn't believe how busy he was. Yeah. And he had, like, a lot of Rolls Royces. And he would just sort of... It was interesting because Lance Bass is one of the executive producers of the documentary. And Lance is, like, the mother she interviews to. And she's adored. Adorable. We love her. Diane, So Lance's mother is saying, you know, he, this guy comes to you and says, you'll never have to work again. We are going to make you, like, all your dreams come true. And she said, like, it's an incredible thing to hear. And Lance Bass is like, yeah, when you're 13, it's incredible incredible to hear. So he he really chose to pick on the youngest, uh, most impressionable kid. But if someone said that, I would fall for that. Well, here's the thing. So while all of these conspirators are going out where they have court cases, the group of O-Town and all those other oh, shitty yeah, groups yeah, yeah. knew that this was happening and still signed with Lou Pearlman. They still said yes I to him. Mean. And people said, this is the worst decision you could ever make. And they're like, but I want to be famous. Because as <laughs> Lou was getting sued, he was like, we need to get into TV. Yes, and he created, <laughs> he created the reality show, TV O-Town. Making the band. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all of those guys knew that he was on trial and still signed the contract. It's amazing. They were like, well, maybe it won't be that bad for us. <laughs> yeah. And it wow. was. And it was. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. wow. Lou Pearlman. Thanks for that journey, guys. Thanks for Thank going Thank you with for us. coming on that journey with us. That was crazy. <laughs> Thank you oh. for applauding our facts. And now I'm never going to think of him ever again. Ever like, you got to get it in and out of your system. Mm, done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a good cleanse. Um, so now we would like you guys, we have a microphone. We have a microphone. We have feelings. We have you. And we want to hear all about your scams. If you have scams, any scams that are affecting you in your life that you'd like to report to the people and you're anything feeling you an urgency. unjust. I mean, this is a very much a living room setting. Yes, anything that is unjust. If you don't want to come off the stage, we'll come to you. If you got a scammy phone call, if you think that... Someone so, stole your website like they did mine. Yes, if you... And if they're from Korea trying to get you to buy back your own name. You know, that happens to me. If LegalZoom is scamming <laughs> you yes. like they did to me. Anything that is affecting you that you need to yes. report to the people. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, thank Please you. say your name. Thank you. Oh, yes, Ellie. Ellie, all right. That was quite a journey. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The (laughs) scammer I'd like to report is myself. (gasps) That's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with Um, that. So this morning, I was at a restaurant in West Hollywood. I won't disclose where. That's fine. Um, Uh Having breakfast. It was a really good breakfast. And um, then I went to use the bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. And then couldn't get the door open. Uh Uh-huh. 
and the bathroom was locked. <laughs> and very quickly, they realized I was locked inside. Um, I was in the bathroom for all of 30 minutes. Okay. You were locked inside, inside the bathroom. Inside the bathroom. Okay. Inside the bathroom. And I'm not claustrophobic. Like, I, I had a moment where I was like, oh, this, I'm trapped. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm okay. Like, I'm fine. But all I could think about is, like, how can I make the most of this situation? Uh-oh. What'd you do? What'd you steal? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't steal anything. I okay. mean, thank God that it wasn't smelly in the bathroom, yes. too. So they had to knock. They, had, they broke open the door. <gasps> like, they tried to get, they called to get a locksmith. And oh, my god! They were like, it'll be 20 to 30 minutes. And my friend, I am using my Apple Watch that has just enough bandwidth to, yeah. to get to And I'm like, you tell them to break down that door. And he's like, you guys have to bust open the door. And so they did. They broke it open. But as they're breaking it open, and I can tell it's about to open, I text him. I go, listen, I want, I want you to know that I'm fine. But what you're about to see is an Ellie performance. OK. Vito, you got to tell your friend the truth. So. The door busts open, yeah. and within those three seconds, I s they've told me to stand at the back of the wall, so I have. So the door opens, and I just let myself crumble to the back of the wall, and I have my <laughs> hands <laughs> on my face, and I'm just, I start, sh you know, shaking, crying, oh going, <laughs> You guys, that was horrible. And they were like, we're so sorry. And I'm like, okay, just, I hope you guys are going to do something. You're going to wow. do something. Because all I can think is money and free food, right? We deserve. Yes. Like, I'm not. Yes. This Did is you one get of my, it? So they took care of our bill. <gasps> Your whole bill? Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Like, That's I want great. more. I want more. Okay, wow. she wants more. So She's like, honest. <laughs> So thank you. It's you know it's like eggs. So we <laughs> on the way, they take care of the bill. They get my friend's information because he was very much like the man in the situation, yeah, sure. which was sweet. But then I was like, mm, this happened to me, guys. So on the way out, I was like, you know what? Can I also give you my number so I can get in touch with the manager? And they were like, of course. <gasps> so I gave them my number and I spent the rest of the car ride plotting with my friend like how that conversations could How go you're down. How are you going to ruin this restaurant? Wow. <laughs> wow, you are a scammer. Yeah. She's a scammer. Give it up for Ellie. Oh, thank thank you, Ellie. you. Thank you for your oh, service. Amazing. Wow. Are you an actor as well? Uh, yes, she, she is. is. She is. It's Hollywood. Amazing. Any more scams? I should tell you guys that we have a t-shirt for the best scam. We so. do. We're giving mm. free shit. We're giving so free shit. So if that wets your whistle at all. Janet? Does my husband? Yeah. Yeah, you I do. Think you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, does. we know you did. We know Thank you, you. do. Uh, I, I'm also a fellow scammer, uh, Thank so you're you. in good company. Uh, I have an older brother who looks just like me. Yes. Uh, and so our whole lives we've been using that to scam. That's uh, really? Yeah. So I didn't for, know this about you. Well, you're learning. Oh, you're my learning God. Things. Ten yeah. years. Ten years. Still oh. surprise you. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, he, uh, so he, when I was younger, would give me his ID, That's a good uh, and so I started drinking and going, uh, to, like, <sighs> adult dance clubs, uh, very early, what? and, uh, How old? <laughs> young, How uh, old? uh, and, and you're, like, uh, you're, 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 uh, to say how young, I remember when I was in driving school, my mom was going to be late to pick me up, so I went down to the bar to get a beer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love, love it first time. Would have been bad if uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got that yeah, out of I'm, your system. Yeah. Early. Uh, That's so bad. So, <laughs> oh, I get more. Uh, to thank him for years of uh, 
helping me out. Uh, when he when he went off to college, he did bad because he partied a lot and then uh, <laughs> got kicked out. And so then didn't know anything uh, and then came back home. So he and didn't know anything because he hadn't been at college. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know anything. He yeah. killed a lot of brain cells and stuff. Yeah. And so then he had to go to... Uh, community college, but there was an there was a there was an entrance exam, uh, and so I went to the school with his ID, and I took his entrance exam oh, to get into community college. So nice. uh, and he got in, but he got into like an advanced math class or something like that. Uh, that's so yeah, nice. so that was my scam. Very good. Wow, Thank you. That was so Very nice. good. You know, one I like and one I don't like. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes, Tony. Come on up. Come on up. Give it up for Tony. Oh, yes. Hi. Hi. So fun. Um, I unfortunately was almost scammed. Oh, um, no. So what had happened was um, I went on a game show um, with a friend, and I won a dining set. And right. my apartment is about the size of the stage. Okay. Um, so when this dining set um, arrived, I was like, oh, fuck. Because there's, n n the, the boxes are about, take up about, I would say about half my apartment. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, Too it's much. a, <laughs> can you tell us what game show or no? Uh, let's make a deal. Oh. oh I, yeah. I dressed up, I was a box of popcorn. How oh, cute. And, um, I love like that. Yes. yes. And yeah. so when I um, won that, instead of the trip to Aruba, I was uh. um, acting yeah. Um, yeah. about <laughs> my excitement yeah. to get this dining set. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, so the boxes arrive, which me and a bestie also like pulled muscles to like get in because yeah. they anyway. Um, so yeah, so it it comes into my space and I post it on Craigslist and almost instantly I had somebody reply like, hey, I want to get this for my office and I you know here's the price and whatever, great. And then um, she wants my address that so she can send me the cashier's check. I was like, okay or whatever. Oh, cashier's check. Cashier's check um, bad news. So then I, um, I take it to my bank, and I was like, I'm not so sure about this. And my um, bank teller is like, mm -hmm. um, did you uh, meet this person in person? I was like, no, I didn't. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't like 100% sure it was going to be fine, but I was like, maybe, yeah. please let it be fine, because I want this stuff out of my fucking apartment. Right, of course. Um, uh, I don't have any room to sit on my floor, please. Anyway, so um, the, yeah, the, the check, he was like, oh, let me call the bank. It's fraud. So, um, <gasps> oh. I can't believe Wait, had you given fast. her the stuff? Thank goodness I hadn't. Okay, great. But I was, but Zoe was her name, uh -huh. and she was like, can you text me a picture of the deposit slip? Can you text me a picture of the deposit slip? And I was Ew. like, honey, Creepy. if you wanted my bank information, joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that, About too. <laughs> <laughs> have fun so if anybody wants furniture. Wow, So really? we still have it. I still have it. I still need to sell this furniture. It's a, a lovely set. dinette set. <laughs> That's what Do it you was. Have Sierra after the it? show. It's a dining set. I have pictures. It's brand new. Great. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Tony. So Never trust a cashier's check. No. Never. If anything is a wire transfer or cashier's check, it's a lie. Lie. Should we have the audience vote for who gets oh, a yeah, t-shirt? Oh, yeah, we have to vote on the best scam because we're going to give some Okay. Shit. We have a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay, so if we think, let's, by round of applause for Ellie, Austin, or Tony. Mm -hmm. Oh, Austin doesn't want to be part of it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want it. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> we just started making merch. <laughs> okay. He doesn't like the merch. Just pretend. 
Ellie or Tony is a lovely daddy fucks t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of the podcast, you know daddy fucks is maybe our favorite phrase. Um, it comes from Jonestown, the guy from Jonestown. It comes from a massacre. It's like funny. It's fine. The it's guy like, from Jonestown really fun had episode. a fuck schedule in which he would fuck everybody in the cult. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like really daddy fucks. Fun, lighthearted daddy fucks t shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we're going to do it by round of applause. Ellie or Tony, let's. Clap your hands if Ellie should win. Very good, very good. Okay, I see what's happening. All right, that was good. Now clap your hands if Tony should win. Wow. Wow, it's a tie. I don't know. I don't know. I think we should give it to Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Default. We scammed you. Who won? We might have two. We'll 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 get one. You can each have one. Everyone gets it. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. for the tech and uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.